0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Shap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Stevens Incorporated, an independent financial services firm with the freedom to focus on what matters most. Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels, We partner with you to deliver high-yield results by managing, developing, and investing in top-quality hospitality assets. And now, from the short grass, here is your host, Trey Shap. Welcome to another
1: edition of From the Short Grass. I am your host, Trey Schaap. The greatest week in golf is here, the Masters Tournament 2022. And Tiger Woods, and this being the silver anniversary of Tiger Woods winning the Masters 25 years ago for the first time, at the age of 21. He won by 12 shots, shooting 18 under par for the tournament. He was four over after his opening nine holes and played the final 63 holes at minus 22. He averaged a birdie every 2.86 holes that he played after the 40 on the front. He won the USGA Junior Am in 1991, 92, and 93. He won the USAM in 94, 95, and 96. His win at Augusta is historic, and if he would not have turned pro, he would have dusted the field as a 21-year-old amateur. Will he win this week? That is still yet to be determined. Coming up on this edition of From the Shortgrass, I sit down with former Little Rock Trojan head basketball coach Steve Shields. He's a good golfer, and he's got some great stories to tell. Coming up after the break.
2: This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. Trey asked me to sponsor his show for another few months. Even though I don't like golf, I do like his show. I have no idea how he gets the awesome variety of guests on his show, but it is entertaining and informative even for a horrible golfer like myself. I'm learning a lot about the game and about the passion for playing. So much so, I've started using my country club for more than Sunday brunch. Trey makes golf interesting. I make auctions interesting. For auctions, listen to me. For golf, listen to Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions
3: with all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square District of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary, colorful rooms with high-quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time Time you visit el dorado
1: welcome back to this edition of from the short grass blackman auctions one of our great sponsors of from the short grass been with us since the very beginning since 1938 better auctions have always been blackman auctions if you need to find a contractor's auction go to their website blackmanauctions.com to find their next contractor's auction that you can attend on the tee steve shields Steve Shields, I I still call you Coach. Thanks for joining me on From the
4: Short Grass, and uh,
1: you're in a new role away from the basketball court. You're over in North Little Rock Parks and Recreation Department. You loving life?
4: I really am, Trey, and it's great to be with you, man. I appreciate you having me on, and I'm I'm Director of Parks and Rec for the City of North Little Rock, and this is a position that Mayor Terry Hartwick was in before he he won the election to to uh, become mayor here and he had reached out to me I'll never forget we were on the way to Texas A&M I was coaching at Tarleton and he had won the, the runoff election here and he asked if I'd have interest in it and I, I said absolutely I, I would and so long story short I'm back here and been here for a year and in three three months now, going on four, and it's been a learning experience. But we've got 247 employees. We've got uh, five recreation centers. We've got 35 parks. Golf at Burns Park. We've got disc golf. We've got softball, soccer, baseball fields. So I'm loving it. I, I really was
1: going to say the fact that uh, Burns Park is is it the largest park?
4: It it's in the top five. It used to be the largest. A municipal park in the country and then they started including lakes and bodies of water and so now it's it's, but it's still in the top five it is it's, it's got is. a
1: great golf course over there it, it
4: really does trey i mean the championship course steve ralston's been our pro forever out there and does a wonderful job and um, Mayor Hartwick being a, a huge golfer and loving golf and, and everything that, that has happened out there in the last five years, we put in a lot of money from a city standpoint in out there. Mayor Smith was a big golfer and still is and plays out there. Mayor Hartwick as well.
1: And you like to play all the time as much as you can, I, I would assume.
4: I do. I enjoy playing and uh, play a little bit more now than I did when I was coaching and growing up around the game of golf. My dad was a golf pro and a golf coach for a number of years and and uh, so it, it it's a wonderful game as we all know
1: you can get out there you don't have to pay a green fee or a cart fee when you go out there though because you're the big boss right
4: <laughs> <laughs> they probably charge me double <laughs> no, no one no, Steve. no one ralston <laughs> <That's> yes <right. laughs> yes he, he's gonna charge you double
1: uh when did you first pick up a, a, a club you talked about your dad being a, a golf pro
4: Yeah, I remember when I was three, four years old, uh, my dad cut clubs off for me and my three brothers. Uh, As a matter of fact, I remember my brother, who's a year younger than me, Mike, he's the head football coach at McGregor High School down in Texas. And I remember at some point we were three, four, five years old, and I accidentally hit him over the head with the oh, my no. club that was broken off, and he had to go to the hospital and get stitches and everything. He's never let me forget that. I would assume, by the way. But uh, we we grew up around the game, and and would have cut off clubs and. I went to a small high school, Riker High School in Waco, and we played football, basketball, baseball, and didn't have a golf team, but I always played golf in the summer and loved the game. And that that grew, grew up around it for a long time. My dad was, before we moved to Waco, he was the head pro at uh, Preston Trail Country Club, uh, the all-men's club there. Exclusive in, in, club in, in Dallas. Yes, in early to late 70s. and. Me and my three brothers, with with you having to be 21 years old, to go out there. We could not go out there except during the Byron Nelson tournament uh, when it was played out there, and we'd get to hang – hand out range balls to the to the different pros and stuff when they I bet came But that by. was neat. Oh, it was. Who were so
1: cool. some of the pros that you handed golf balls oh, to on the I, range? I got a real good story for you. Lee Trevino. Oh yeah,
4: one? the Mary and, and me, being a smart aleck at the time, <laughs> I'm handing out and we would always try to get one of their balls and have him sign it. One of their golf balls and then have him sign it and and he looked down at me and said, "Young man, what's your name?" cuz I had asked him for a signed uh, ball. And I said, "Lee Trevino." Being smart, he's like, he looked back at me. You know, you're not Lee Trevino. I'm Lee Trevino. One of those deals. I'm six, eight years old. You know, but um, Jack Nicholas, Johnny Miller, uh, Trevino, Gary Player, all those guys come through there. Wow. And, uh, but my dad ended up moving us uh, to Waco when he took the head pro job at Ridgewood Country Club. Uh, Because we couldn't be there on the weekends. We couldn't be there on holidays. You know how golf pros work uh, mostly seven days a week. And And you wouldn't see your dad unless he moved. That's right. That's right. So we got to go there, and and, uh, it was a positive for us. Uh, We were able to be around him a little bit more. And and then he ended up being the Baylor golf coach. He took the job – for little or nothing back then, they didn't pay golf coaches much money at all. But it enabled us, me and my three brothers, to be able to go to school free at Baylor. And he had worked that out in his contract. And, uh, of course, one of my brothers went to play football and then came back, got his MBA from there, a couple of them, uh, went straight from high school. And I bounced around and then found my way back there Yeah, uh, at Baylor my junior year.
1: Before we get too far away from your father – he actually taught a president how to play, or gave him a lesson, I should say, on the range one day.
4: He did. President Gerald Ford, uh, and I remember my dad telling me the story. This is sometime in the 70s, and he was coming in and going to play, and the Secret Service came out there and went through all the golf carts, opening up, looking at batteries. I remember my dad telling me the story with it, and and I've got a picture of of him giving President Ford a lesson.
1: Looks right like he's there. making sure he has his hands set.
4: Yeah. He he's a big handsy teacher. That's yeah. what he was.
1: You played collegiate golf at Baylor. A very good golfer as well.
4: I I did. I, I played I I went went to Oklahoma City University out of high school. Right. Abe Lemons had gotten fired at Texas and got the job laid up there and I was there Uh, for my freshman year, and then I bounced back to junior college and played basketball for a year there at McLennan. And my dad had tried to get me to come to Baylor out of high school, and I was hard-headed, didn't want to do it and stuff. But wanted to get away from home, didn't you? That's right. That's right, like most (laughs) 18-year-old kids. But I ended up uh, switching over and played my junior – or actually played three years, from 85 to 88 at Baylor. And ironically – uh, we played the '86 Southwest Conference tournament at Pleasant Valley. Right. And I remember when when we all came up to that, how cool it was because Arkansas hosted and televised it, and they had TV. Can't I don't, I don't remember what it was on, but it was on, you know, a smaller channel or something. Right. And we had never had anything like that. What, it was John Daly? On Daly that was here. Yep. Daly was. Um, it had to have been a Pappas. Brother Pappas, Dean Pappas. Dean was Pappas. There. Um, I'm trying to think was was Chris Little there at the time? Might have been. I think Chris was there. But I and mean probably it, a little it,
1: before it, David White.
4: I think so. But I mean that time you, you look at who was at Texas. Bob Estes yeah. was at Texas. Charles Coody was at Texas. I mean, Southwest Conference was a really good it was stacked. Good league. And as a matter of fact, I think I think TCU won the Southwest Conference Tournament that year because if I'm not mistaken, that's when Loy may have been at Arkansas and Steve left to go to Arizona State. And uh, Woodley got the Arkansas job from TCU shortly after that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What do you remember about that tournament at Pleasant Valley? Oh,
4: just the course was phenomenal. I remember, as I, I mentioned earlier, about it being on TV. You know, yeah. And and the last thing, I remember, they they took number sixteen, and it was into a wind, and and they lined the right side, of the driving range out there, OB, and they just had white stakes down it. So, oh I mean, boy, they, and they had us back because there that's the back. your miss
1: on that hole. Oh, just blow it over into the driving right. range and keep it out of the pond.
4: That's right. But that made that. I remember 16, 17, and 18 Around out. the lake. Yeah.
1: I say keep it yep. out of the pond. Keep it out of the lake. They call it a lake out there at Pleasant Valley. I don't want to get the members upset with us. Yeah, that's right. You're a golfer at Baylor, but you end up becoming a basketball coach. How did yep. that work?
4: Trey, I always knew I wanted to coach basketball um, or coach football basketball you know I played basketball in college played for a really good junior college coach Ken DeWeese Mm -hmm. um, at McLennan and he had been an assistant with Haskins for 16-17 years at at, uh, UTEP Texas El Paso and uh, I was fortunate to be able to go back and coach at my high school there in Waco my first two years uh, out of college and then Coach DeWeese had an assistant job that came open at McLennan, and he asked if I would have interest in coming there. Yeah. And I I went with him for three years. We had three really good years, and I got to go to Pensacola uh, Junior College with Bob Marlin, who's now the head coach at Louisiana Lafayette, and we had a good year there. Right there by the Pensacola airport. That's right. That's exactly right. I mean,
1: you you leave the airport, and then boom, there's the junior college. That's the campus right there. Yeah. Wow. But
4: was there, and then went to uh, Kilgore Junior College, and then went back to McLennan as a head coach for four years, and then I was fortunate when Porter Moser got the job here, was able to come with him. At Little Rock, yeah, boy, coaches travel; they move around,
1: don't they? Yeah, they do,
4: and that—that's part of the business. You know it going in, but if you're going to be able to move in advance, you—you—you've got to move, and you got to be willing to sacrifice, you know, family time to do it.
1: One thing that always went with you were your golf clubs. That's right. Always
4: enjoyed taking them. I bet. Always
1: did. So your time with Porter at Little Rock. Take me into to those meetings and those conversations and those huddles, because I'm sure there there's some uh, there's some
4: colorful commentary. Oh, with that a doubt. Well, the first thing I, I'll tell you, I remember when Porter called me, and I had gotten to know Porter when he was an assistant at Texas A and M with Tony Broney. Okay. And I would go down there and work camp. Porter ran the camp. He was the the restricted earnings position at the time. And uh, so we had become friends. So then when they leave Texas A and M, he comes up here with Wimp Sanderson. Mm-hmm. He's able to stay with Sydney and then when Sydney had left and gone to the Mavericks Porter called me and said, hey, would you have interest in coming up here? I think I've got a chance to get this job. And first thing I said, was, Porter, no way. I mean, you're you, you're not getting that job off of a four- or five-win team right. the previous year. And he said, no, no, really, I think i got a chance. Okay, great. Best of luck to you. <laughs> Let me know. Let me know. About a week later, he calls. He says, know. I got the job. I got the job. <laughs> you want to come up here? And I said, yeah, let's go. And so came up here. There was no better guy for the job than Porter Moser, when you think about the energy he brings to the table, to take a team that had struggled the year before, winning four games, and to completely change the mindset. Mm-hmm. And I remember we had we had a theme that year uh, that was find a way. And his energy of never say die, we won 18 games that first year, 18 the second year, 18 the third year, and he got the Illinois State job. But Porter's my – Son, Hayden's godfather. Yeah, and, right. And uh, he's, he's been wonderful. He told me
1: that if he had to do it all over again, he wouldn't have left Little Rock to go to Illinois State. He was trying to climb the ladder, I believe, too quick.
4: Yeah. And when you think about, I mean, Porter was the youngest Division One head coach in the country mm-hmm. when he got the job. If I'm not mistaken, he was 27, 28. He was young. Just full of energy and passion. Same, and still is today. Same thing you see now. Yeah. That's exactly right. You think about what he did at, at Loyola Chicago. He I mean, tried to get you it, up there, didn't he? I went with him. I went with him for three months. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then the Mizzou right. uh, deal with Coach up. Anderson. Yeah, yeah, right. And ended up going there. But you think about a guy who goes to Illinois State and does what he did building it. And in his last year, year four, he had the freshman of the year coming back. He had a number of upperclassmen coming back with that But a new athletic director. In the change. But then for him to go back and work with Rick Majerus at St. Louis, reinvent himself, and, and change the thing forever and be able to go to Loyal Chicago, and you think about what he did there. Took and him that, to the final four. That wasn't yeah. an overnight deal. No. I mean, that was no. something that he had built up over a 10, 11 year. And he was back ago. home, though, in Chicago. That's right, being from Naperville.
1: Yeah, that's exactly huge right Cub now. fan. I mean, yeah. Got to, exactly got to see right. take me out to the ball game several times up there. Yeah. He actually has a winning record when he does it. So, Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. He told me he had a winning record when he did <laughs> it. He actually lived in Tom Rickett's house, too. At the end of his coaching career at Loyola That's Chicago. Right. So he just sold it when he left to go to Oklahoma. Who are some of the better coaches that are also good golfers that you've played with?
4: Hmm. I, I can't say Porter is. That's not <laughs> one. <laughs> but he does play. He does and play. And he can
0: hit it. Yeah. He does play.
1: He takes a cut at it. But he doesn't know where Trey. it's going?
4: He takes a cut at it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I said here as we were talking about guys like Romo and 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 guys as athletes. Yeah. Um, God, I, I can't think. You or know, or
1: maybe some but, players that you have coached that you think. Yeah, I know what they're doing now, and maybe they're pretty good. I mean, when you yeah. think about golf and basketball players, when you get too tall, like a Joe Klein, who was an assistant now, on your staff.
4: Okay, now I'm going to tell you. Joe's a pretty good player. Joe, to me, and I know what you're saying with his height, but Joe's got great tempo. Yeah, when he's swinging the club. I mean, he doesn't. You would think a guy as big and strong and physical as Joe is would be a a power player. Right. But, I mean, he's not. You know, he he's got good. Tempo I've played with him. With I like him. playing with Joe. Yeah, yeah. He's
1: great. It's yeah. just I want to be in the other cart. That's right. There's I don't no room be, in it. <laughs> There's no room I, in I, this I, cart. Always, I
4: always said, when, when you see pictures of Joe or see him, he looks like Fred Flintstone <laughs> that, taking up the whole cart. You know? <laughs> he does take up the whole cart, no doubt about that. <laughs> you
1: and him had some good times. We on did. The bench.
4: Oh, we were together eight years, and I was fortunate to have him as an assistant. Uh, with us for eight of my twelve years as head coach at Little Rock.
1: I remember the funniest thing I remember about you and him on a bench happened in Hot Springs Sunbelt Conference Tournament. Little Rock's playing in Arkansas State. John Brady John gets Brady. a tech. He was
4: basically <laughs> trying to go after after Klein. Oh, he was so mad. And I don't remember the exact scenario, but somehow Joe, Joe was standing up yeah. and talking. Yeah and and there was some baiting going on. Yeah. <laughs> was, hey, John's a pretty good golfer. Yeah. He he's not bad at all and we had some good times playing up in in Jonesboro, but yeah, that's those are great memories right there.
1: Best golf course you've ever played? Is it Augusta National because I hear there's a story about Augusta?
4: Augusta National without a doubt for really?
1: me. Really? Without a doubt for me. Tell me the story about how you got to play
4: Augusta National. You bet. Trey, you you know how certain Things in your life, you remember exactly where you were. Oh yeah, I, I remember when Joe Ford called me. I had just walked out of my office in the field house at UALR. I was back in, right. in the day. I mean, this is oh three oh four before we had moved into the Stevens Center, and and I looked down. Joe's calling. Hey Joe, how you doing? And this was a Thursday or Friday morning, and he said, Steve, what are you doing this weekend? I said, I don't know, Joe. What what's going on? He said, do You think you can be at my hangar at ten a.m. tomorrow morning? And I said, Yeah, that'd be great. He said, Bring you a sport coat, bring you a couple pair of slacks, and bring you golf clubs. And I said, Joe, do you mind me asking, where where are we going? He said, Don't worry about where we're going. You'll yeah. have a good time. Yeah. And sure enough, we did. And you didn't worry? No, I didn't worry at all. So
1: so you get on the plane. You're flying with a couple of other guys that uh, are friends of Mister Ford. And you're in the air, and then all of a sudden, you, you're starting to land in Augusta, Georgia.
4: And it's pouring down rain.
1: And you're thinking, oh, and, no.
4: And so me and Ed Willis look across at one another. Joe's sitting there, and he said, boys, I'm going to tell you, golf and rain don't mix for me. And I looked at Ed, and Ed looked back at me and winked. And I said, I'll play in the snow out here. I <laughs> <Yeah>. don't care. <laughs> you know? Well, long story short, we go, uh, Van picks us up. We go check into the cottage and end up – uh Getting out there, and late in the afternoon, the rain lets up. And Joe said, y'all want to go play nine? We can kind of slop around. So we go over there and go play nine, come back, get cleaned up, and and go eat and do the whole go down in the wine cellar. Uh, Just an unbelievable experience. Go to the uh, champion's locker room and get to see that, take pictures everywhere, and it was wonderful. At the time, Joe was the chairman of Vice chairman, yeah. Yeah, so he, he sat in the corner. With his back at, at dinner, uh, facing everybody coming in, and and later that night, I remember it like it was yesterday. Trey Ryan Newman was driving Joe's car, right. the all-till car, and we went back to the to the cabin, and he ended up. Ryan Newman won the race, and Joe was beside himself. That I could night. imagine. It was such a great, great weekend. Then that Sunday, investment
1: paying off for that advertising of having Alltel on that NASCAR that Ryan Newman was driving. I mean, and then it wins right. the race.
4: Wins it that night. And this was, I remember the weekend that we went to Augusta was the last weekend it was open. Sometime okay. in mid-May. May, yeah. And uh, and then it turned out beautiful on Sunday. We played 27 holes. What would you shoot?
1: Oh, I don't remember. Wait, I, wait, wait, I, wait, wait, wait.
4: You remember where you calls. were when you got
1: the phone call, but you can't remember what you shot at Augusta?
4: I did break 80. I will say that. Well, that's pretty good. But we got to play up tees. You well, know, yeah, so, member uh, tees.
1: Yeah, but it was
4: unbelievable.
1: Was experience. it everything you thought it would be?
4: The greens were so much more hilly than what I thought from watching on TV. Right. And uh, But the beauty of everything. I, mean, I got
1: to go for a practice round in 2013, Coach, and television does not do it justice. No, you're right. Of I how mean, hilly the place is. The
4: whole course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I talked about the greens, but right. everything yeah. out there. Yeah.
1: All right, Fantasy Foursome, you and three other guys, living or deceased, around a golf, at any place you want to play, who is it?
4: Tom Landry, Mickey Mantle. And probably Gerald Ford, President Ford. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm going to say Mickey Mantle and President Ford because of hearing my dad talk about him. Right. You know, Mickey Mantle was a member there at Preston Trail. And first time I saw my dad cry was when Mickey Mantle passed away. Yeah. And uh, just because there, there are only 250 members. Right. And I'm probably.
1: sure you could have some conversations with Mickey Mantle about your father.
4: Absolutely.
1: And he could tell you stories that you've never heard. Absolutely.
4: I, I mean, I I remember, you know, hearing my dad talk about how Mickey had come out there and, and go to the driving range in his underwear and hit <laughs> hit range balls. You know, all men's club. They yeah, can, can do what they want out there. Pretty much. Yes. And then uh, you know, having the picture of my dad giving a lesson to President Ford and yeah. all that. I just like to pick it pick both those guys. And then Tom Landry. Tom Landry. I grew up in Dallas. I uh, was born there. Cowboys favorite cowboy fan forever yeah. and he was the guy you know when i remember how crushed i was when jerry jones fired him yeah you know yeah. In thinking, but
1: but then he brought in some Super Bowls. oh my gosh
4: bringing in jimmy
1: johnson and but they need to get back and, there coach i know i know i appreciate you for taking some time out of your busy day i know you're busy trey thanks Surprised so you're much, not on man. the golf course
4: well, make it out there this afternoon.
1: Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels, one of our great sponsors are From the Shortgrass, 20 locations in their footprint, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Mississippi. Go to the website, bphotels.com, to find a property that will be next to your next destination where you might need an overnight stay. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. We're back with Adam Carney after this.
3: With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square District of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary, colorful rooms with high-quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with style stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment make the haywood your home away from home the next time you visit el
2: dorado this is thomas blackman with blackman auctions me sponsoring a golf show is great irony i've been a phenomenally bad golfer for 30 years i don't know the difference between a penalty area and a bunker i like it but i'm really bad you listen to this show and to trey because he's a great golfer knows the game backwards and forwards i know auctions like trey knows golf I've been a professional auctioneer for 30 years. I know auctions. Trey knows golf. Listen to the correct expert. Call me to learn about auctions, not Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions.
1: At Stevens, our philosophy is to invest every dollar as if it were our own. To seize opportunity. To anticipate rather than react. To deliver constant focus in an ever-changing world and to pursue the objectives of our clients in order to help them reach their financial goals. A proven history of helping companies and individuals. Stevens, member NYSE SIPC. Welcome back to From the Short Grass. On the tee with our weekly rules segment, here's PGA Master Professional Adam Carney. Adam, this email comes in from Angie in North Little Rock, and she asks, when is it okay
5: to use a range finder on the golf course? Well, if you're playing in competition, again, assuming competition, that would be in the conditions of competition. Notice to competitors would tell you if it's okay to use distance measuring devices. Um, And it's really that simple. If it's not on a notice to competitors or your conditions of competition, then it's assumed that it's not okay to use them. I think pretty much club level, everybody has now gotten to the point where they are allowing them. The PGA Championship now, um, one of the four majors, um, as of last year, I think it was the first year, now allow distance measuring devices to be used, um, and you know primarily, I think it's it's done for pace of play. Uh, the the tour, for whatever reason, has not adopted it as a condition of competition to allow players to do it. Um, I think eventually you're gonna see that the tour will adopt it. And once the tour does, then that's how things become rules instead of conditions that can be added. These younger players have been using distance measuring devices since they were six, seven years old, You know, w- whether it be through practice or playing. Um, that eventually... The yardage book and finding sprinkler heads and, and pacing off has become antiquated and they are going to go ahead and allow it. But to answer the question that, that Angie asked, it's simple. If you're just out playing golf, no problem. If you're playing in a competition, look at the the, the local rule sheet, conditions of competition. Um, if it's not on there, but you think maybe it should be or they may have omitted it, ask whoever's running the tournament and say, hey, are we allowed to use distance measuring devices in this competition? And uh, it's, that, it's that simple.
1: Angie, thanks for the uh, the question. If you've got a question on the rules of golf, shoot us an email. from shortgrass at gmail.com. That will do it for this edition of From the Shortgrass. I leave you with these master's quotes. First from Ben Hogan. Then last year's champion serves as the host. He chooses the menu and picks up the tab. When I discovered the cost of the dinner was more than the prize money, I finished second four times. How about this from Fuzzy Zeller? I've never been to heaven, and thinking back on my life, I probably won't get a chance to go. I guess winning the Masters is as close as I'm going to get. And this from Gary Player. If there's a golf course in heaven, I hope it's like Augusta. I just don't want an early tee time. I hope your next round of golf is a good one. And when you find your ball mark on the green, fix it and a couple of more. And I'll see you from the short grass.
0: You've been listening to From the Short Grass, a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.